every adventure begins in a tavern, but what is it that takes you beyond the tavern itself? Welcome to Beyond the Tavern Wall, a D&D podcast where we, your tavern creepers, talk all things Dungeons and Dragons to help you elevate your gaming experience so that you can enjoy Dungeons and Dragons as much as uh, we have. I'm your host, Brayden Figgins, and I'm joined by the glorious and revolutionary other co-host of mine, the other tavern keepers. We're going to go ahead and start out with Hunter. Introduce yourself and tell us your favorite kind of French fry. Well, hello. My name's Hunter. Favorite French fry? I don't know. I probably got to go crinkle cut. Crinkle cut are good. That's okay. We can't be friends anymore. Hey, they're good. Crinkle cut is the worst French fry there is. Hang on, I just remembered curly fries. It's curly okay, fries that's better. for me. That's better. Crinkle cut is the worst French fry. Mm. I will, we can I will still die be friends hill. now, but you're on thin ice. I will die on the hill. Anyway, with that terrible opinion, Sam, go ahead and introduce yourself and share your opinion about fries. Hi, everyone. I'm Sam. And I'm not sure if everyone's going to love these as much as I do. It might be too much for people, but I love steak fries. Ooh. I love the thick yeah. fries. They're good. Those I like really good. Yeah, you have to have them with steak, though. I don't feel like they go good with anything else. Except for Red Robin. Red Robin's fries are pretty good, and those are steak fries. Fried chicken or steak? Yes, agreed. All right, Haley, introduce yourself. Favorite fry. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley. Um, I think my favorite fry are, like, the potato wedges. Does that count as a fry? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's my answer, then. Okay. I don't, I, I don't have an opinion on that, so that's good. Kendall! Our last Hi. one. Kendall, introduce um, yourself. I have a I'm guess. Ken- Can I guess, Kendall? Yes. Okay, finish your intro. I'm so sorry. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Kendall, and my favorite type of fry is... Sweet potato fries. Very close. I really, really love sweet potato fries. But I, I think my favorite type of fry ever is steak fries, like my husband. But... A very specific steak fry from the BYU Creamery down in Provo. They have fries there? Yes. They oh, do. now everyone knows are... where we live. They already know we're from Utah. I don't, I don't live in Provo. Anyway. Um, I do. My fry... wife lets me visit every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> those fries are the best fries I've ever had. Best fries? Okay. Yeah, uh, again, with, with fry sauce, of course. Anyway, always the Utah, the Utah delicacy. It's truly part of the Utah cuisine. It's, you must have fry sauce. Absolutely. Yep. Again, I'm Braden Figgins, and I I don't know fries are good just in general. I think I like your basic fry. Like, get me Five Guys fries, Wendy's fries, McDonald's fries. Like those ones are just good in general. Honestly, I don't I don't feel good enough to really think about my favorite fries. Fries sound disgusting right now, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that you mentioned that I had Five Guys fries for the first time the other day. Someone brought them into work and they were really, really good. Five Guys has, has good fries. I love that they just kind of fill up a paper bag and call it good. They're like, oh, you got a medium? Sweet. We'll just uh, just fill, fill this up bag up. Paper black. Oh it my is. God. All right. So I want to first apologize. I'm not feeling good. So if my voice is a little like off, that's the reason why um, we've had a bunch of sickness in my house. So it's been fantastic. Um, but today's episode is all about house rules. 
What are some house rules? How do you implement house rules into your game? And just many different things about it. Uh, does someone want to first explain what house rules are? I can do it. Go ahead. So house rules are rules that your group goes by, but they are not the rules that are printed in the not the employee handbook the <laughs> the D D handbook the, the costco they're they're not the rules by the uh the uh yeah i don't know i'm gonna do, do, delete that out oh, anyway um <laughs> yes they are rules that you yourself implement as the dm or as the players well usually as a collective whole to either freshen up your game um make something a little bit like quality of life updates because there are some rules in the player's handbook or the dungeon master guide that are kind of a pain in the butt. Like they just don't make sense and they're not as fun and they kind of screw you over. And we'll go over a few of those in a second. Um, but why do people use house rules uh, in their games? Um, house rules let you customize your gameplay a lot. Household, do you want to give an example? Um, like the healing potion as a bonus action. It's going to make your player be able to do a lot more during combat. You're not going to waste your action. I shouldn't say waste your action because healing is not wasting your action. But to me, no, it it's, is wasting it's a waste. your action. No, it's a waste. Yeah. No one wants to spend a full turn just to drink a potion. Exactly. It kind of sucks. Exactly. It Baldur's Gate did that right. No Truly. one wants to waste a full turn if you just drink a normal potion and get 2d4 plus 2 hit points and then immediately lose that your next when the enemies come up. Like, you are wasting your action. With this one specifically, you're wasting your action for an average of 6 hit points. Like, that's not that great at all. So these are just that, that I feel like that's one of the major house rules that a lot of people do just mm -hmm. because it makes healing a lot more effective in battle uh, specifically. Uh, why else would people use house rules in their game? We're going to throw it off to Kendall. Um, another reason people would use house rules in the game is just to. Um, how do I put this? To, to make the game your own, sort of. Like, for example, this is in D&D, &D, but when my family plays Monopoly, we have a little rule that if you land on Go, instead of just passing it, if you land on it, you get $400 instead of $200. Um, yeah, it's sick. Anyway, um, you also ju you just make the game your own. And you create sort of a better customized experience that way. Because there are some rules that are a little asinine in, every, in any game that you play. And depending on the personality or the style of your dungeon master, they are going to change some rules because they disagree with them. Yeah, Hunter, go ahead and share why... What, why you think they exist or why would people use them? 
I feel like a lot of it's already been said. It it spices things up. It makes things interesting. Um, I will say it can make things interesting for the better or for the worst. Uh, not necessarily all house rules are going to be widely accepted. Uh, I do have a couple of uh, examples that I will share later on. But it's it's an interesting way to make the world your own. And it, I think it, it works well with kind of D&D lore, how there's going to be different realms and things are going to work differently in these realms. And so I think that's one way that it makes sense to me, at least, for having house rules. But I, li- I like them. They're a good thing to have most of the time. Sam, do you have anything to add to that? Nothing really. It just tailors it to the specific group, what everyone finds is most enjoyable. Uh, I have a couple house rules in mind, but we'll get to that later, just like Hunter said. So there's not really much else to add. We kind of covered the gist of it. Are house rules popular? Like, would you say that most games use house rules or, or the other way around? I would say that most of them do. I mean, we, we've mentioned one, the, the uh, potions as a bonus action. I feel like that's, that's almost a standard across most games. Not all of them, but it's, it's very widely accepted and used, at least from what I've heard. Who else? I want to kind of keep this like a conversation. So like, if you have things to put in, don't wait for me to say, oh, who else is saying, go say something. Oh, I'll interrupt when I'm ready. That is true. <laughs> so, I feel like house, it really just depends on your group, because you do have some groups that I've read about that are extremely, like, rules as written people. Like, they That's- are insane when it's kind of it's it's kind of gross honestly i'm not gonna lie uh yeah, just I, how like yeah, well, you know what i was just gonna say i personally don't think i could play in a group like that yeah oh. it's just that they're so it, it makes it yes obviously D they have the rules the way it is because that's the way that wizards of the coast the creators of D feel like the game should be played but at the same time D is a game of imagination why are we following rules to the T? Can I can I input something to this? Uh, you guys are familiar with the little little I don't know. It might, it's a little game called Uno. Are you guys? Familiar I was gonna with talk it? about Uno. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna bring that up too. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, according to the official like rule makers of Uno, you cannot place a plus two on top of another plus two or a plus four on top of another plus four. Absolutely. And to that, I say... It sucks, though, because they're wrong. Yeah. I don't care if they made it. It's, yeah, it, honestly, it's, that's how the game is really played. I don't care what their little rules say. I'm not accepting a plus two if I have one in my hand. Yeah. All's fair in love and war, and Uno is war. Very much so. And, and honestly, the, the creators don't even know their own game, let's be honest here. Yeah, no, really else, don't. Yeah. How else am I going to get my brother to stop talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> by playing Monopoly, oh. apparently, because that's another game. <laughs> Did I tell you guys? I you, brothers. Did I tell you guys that Miguel beat me Monopoly so bad that I cried? Wow. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I think we're my any... the same way. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this. Were you using any homebrew r- rules in that, okay? We were. Yes. 
What were some of the home rules? So, Haley always you know, wins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know how when you like land on a space and you have to pay so and so much money to the bank? Yeah. Instead, you put it in the middle of the board, and if you land on the free parking spot, you get all of that money. Oh, my family does that too. And he lands on it every time. I swear he's cheating. I don't know how, but he is. It's loaded dice. It is. It's really easy to to do that with lo- to make loaded dice. Uh, I'm no, using the does. same dice, and it doesn't happen to me. And how does it's not it rolling feel? well? Womp. Mm. Yeah, how does it feel to feel like just have the dice against you? Almost like it was like the one shot you put on for us. Huh. Womp womp. womp, womp. womp. <laughs> um, are there any, I guess, what are some other house rules that are popular? Um, the rule of cool. And what is the rule of cool? This is the best one, in my opinion. Yeah, so to my, I've heard different definitions of it. So to my understanding, if you as a DM witness or see that you're one of your players has a really cool idea um, and it would enhance the story and it would enhance that character, you let them do it even though technically like this one feature or aspect of the thing doesn't allow it, if that makes sense. So like... What's a good example of that? Um, the in our campaign specifically, we have the story of the the thief, the traveler, and the angel. Yeah, true. Where they were on a short rest, they were on a long rest. You guys were on a long rest, and technically, you can only be doing light activity if you're on a watch, like light activity, nothing else, nothing more. Like can't cast spells you can't really do much when you're doing a long rest or that would negate quote unquote your your long rest time but you decided to go slip money into their uh 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 what is it, their caravan then they were like hey why are you trying to steal for us you run away uh mitchell's character shen goes over and is just like hey what's up homies can i chill with you for a bit and then disappears and then daniel's character Farron is like hey by the way you've been visited by the thief and the traveler i'm an angel Kaka and turns away <laughs> and he casts magic and all this stuff. You guys were technically doing more than what was in, what you were would be able to do, but yeah, it was cool, so I, I let it go. And if anyone has a problem with that, it's just that's the rule of cool because it was yeah. a very cool and intimate moment in that sense and a fun moment where we decided to do that. Like it, yeah. And then another definition of it. It, at least in my head and I know in Sam's head is you let everybody do a cool thing during combat so like if somebody hasn't had a chance to shine in a round of combat well not a round but in a combat session you allow that to happen or you help facilitate that to happen. I like that one that one's good yeah mm-hmm. I've been appreciative of that one every time I ask what the weather's like <laughs> Every single time. And it just so happens, you know, every single day is rainy. You never know. It could be like the weather we've been having lately. It's just been cloudy and rainy every once in a while. Been, we've had more been, rainy days than sunny days the last month. It has been something this this week. But yeah. I don't know the weather patterns of Kerrigan. Uh, why sure? not? Why haven't you learned the weather pattern of Kerrigan? Anyway, uh, what are some other... We'll, we'll kind of go on rule of cool for a second. 
What are some other things you guys have noticed with Rural Cool that you've been allowed to do in your, your uh, campaigns? Will you repeat the question? What Rule of Cool things have you done in your campaign? I don't know. If chain it... daggers. Oh my That's gosh, it. yes, it's so dope. Oh, I love them so much. They just broke, so I don't have them anymore. That's so Direct sad. Nerd. I'm what, devastated. You can't afford chain? <laughs> no, uh, not in the middle of the tundra. Topic. There's plenty there. <laughs> They're in the middle of the tundra everywhere. Um, I don't know if this counts as rule of cool, but during our uh, our December one shot when I cast um Ice Storm, I I wanted to like pick up snow, but they're like we're inside, and so I tore like some styrofoam off of a freaking snowman, and had that transform into like snow and ice. I thought that. It was pretty dope. I don't know if that really yeah. doesn't really bend any rules, but I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. I was dead. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't think you were dead at that point. I think that's yet. what killed you. No, what killed me was him. Anyway, um, I don't know. I feel like rule of cool kind of goes with the rule of like the specific meat beats the general that comes down to that as well, which is I think that is a D&D rule where it's like, hey, actually, I don't know about that. Uh, I'm going to delete like that. I think it's specific beats general. Yeah, specific. Yeah, that's what I said. Specific beats the general. Yeah, yeah. Which is a D and D rule in and of itself. Where if the, um, if there is an item or something else that does something counteracted to a rule, the item gets what it wants because it is more specific than just the general rule you get in the player's handbook. What are some other homebrew house rules? That uh, you guys enjoy or have seen in like camp- your own campaigns or campaigns you've watched or anything like that. I have I a combat-related one. Go for it. So I haven't seen this often, but I've in a lot of D and D podcasts that I listen to, they will have everyone roll for combat, and then they'll add up the the average total between the players and the NPCs. And they'll just do like the NPCs turn. They'll all do all their actions all at once. Then the players will all do theirs instead of alternating between who rolled highest and lowest. That way it's not just like, oh, a player does their turn. And then the DM talks for six minutes about the seven NPCs in line. And then another player kind of keeps it players, NPCs and can be all consolidated into one quick set of actions. You want to know how I do combat? When it comes to NPCs and monsters, I just throw them in like in between you guys. I don't roll for them at all. Do you it's really like, not? No, because it's like half the time it's like they either all go at the same time or they're first. It really just depends. But a lot of time it's just like we're going to give kind of that balance between it all. So it's not, oh, I'm DMing for 10 zombies right now. And then it's your turn. It's so that there's a balance between when you're paying attention and when you're not. See, look at this. We have a we have a slight disagreement because Baldur's Gate does it sort of that way where it just throws whoever rolled highest. And I hate that because I hate paying attention to when I'm coming up in the order because I forget. I've, I've been playing it with my friends a lot and I'll forget it's my turn just because so much has happened and it's confusing. My brain hurts. So one that I was reading about when I was getting ready for this episode was called popcorn initiative oh so you don't 
role initiative at all. Instead, the players choose when they take their turn, and you'd go player, NPC, player, NPC. And you decide between a group who's going when, so you can, like, strategize more effectively. Interesting. I thought it was kind of cool. I don't know if I would ever do it, but it could be cool. I would I would definitely try it at least once. I feel like that I don't know. I I don't have a problem with like initiative. I don't have any home other than maybe the one where I'm just like, "Oh, I'll just throw people in." But when it comes to initiative, I I'm I'm, pr- I'm pretty okay with the initiative that the rules say. Yeah. I don't um, think that's a crazy problem. Yeah. It's the literal worst. You In fact, were... it's my deal breaker. I'm quitting the group. Yeah. Okay, see ya. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, I did a little <laughs> bit of scrolling on the Reddit. Like a little cretin. Um, a little... I've known about this one before, but this was one that popped up pretty frequently among a lot of the posts. Is it? It's... It has to do with the potions again. Uh, when taking a potion, you could either use your action and you just get max max healing from that potion, or you can use your bonus action and you roll. I kind of like that one. I think it's it kind of makes sense in combat, because if you're trying to run around and do things while you're trying to take a potion, you're probably not going to be able to drink all of it. But if you're using your entire action to sit there and drink the entire potion then that that makes more sense to me um i found two that i actually i kind of really want to try um one has to do with some good old counter spell chains so after the initial counter spell any subsequent counter spells trigger a roll on the wild magic table Ooh. Ooh, that's interesting that should just be core that should be standard I think I think it'd be really interesting. Like it can really alter combat and make things interesting. I could see why some people would hate it just because of some of the different options that are on the wild magic table. But I think it would really spice things up and make it fun. Uh the other one, this one, I don't know if I would be able to stand. Uh, I do think it would be kind of funny though, is that whenever someone at the table sneezes, they have to do a roll on the wild magic table. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Do it. Do that, it. It'd be funny, maybe like the first two or three times, and then I'd just be like, nah, this is just, I can't really control this. Why are you, why are you punishing me for that? I think that's funny in the sense of if you were like in a wild magic zone itself to do that, but just in general when that happens, no, like that doesn't make sense, like thematically in, in like a lot of things, unless I feel like in my mind you're in a wild magic zone. Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. No, that is funny. I like it. Um, I've got one more that comes to mind, and I, it? It, it's just a fun one that I saw in the first season of Dungeons and Daddies. Whenever someone said a dad joke in character, or sometimes even out of character, everyone had to roll a d4 for psychic damage. Oof! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I like it. I thought that That's one was just fun. That's a little one. That one's fun, yeah. Um, what do you think of if you roll a nat 20 in combat, 
you get uh, to choose your place in an initiative. Ooh. Do you have to choose at the start, or can you just, like, butt in, like, oh, I want to take my turn now? I think you would choose it to start. I mean, you can homebrew it like that. I, I would love it if you could just jump in at any point so you can try to interrupt an action. I, I think it just depends. I wouldn't... I don't know if I would... I don't know. I don't know if I would personally do it like that, but I could see where that could come in and be fun. Would, I would give that one a try. I think that could be interesting. I think with a little fine-tuning, I would be more open to having it be permanent in games, but... Yeah, I because in D&D, in the older editions, they allowed you to delay your turn, it, and then you're able to take your full turn uh whenever you want like oh i want to i want to go after sam that's that's my trigger i'm delaying my turn until after Sh sam but in dnd 5e i believe they don't have any rules specifically for that it is a hold your action which means you use your reaction so whenever that happens then i can use my action but it's only your action you don't get anything else with that so i i kind of like that idea of Maybe adding in the ability to delay your actions, kind of modifying the one we were just talking about, uh, delaying your actions so you can take it. Like, let's say you're like, oh, I want to do this really cool thing with the cleric. I'm going to wait till the cleric goes and then I'm going to go at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Another one. I feel like we've done this a little bit. It's been a while since we've gotten to this point. But when doing death saves... They're a very secretive thing, and they're, we do them behind the DM screen. Yes. Yeah. I like that one. I, think, I, I like doing that one a lot. I've thought about doing where I roll for you. Ooh. Oh, that's so scary, so you don't even know. Yep. That's yeah. brutal. Ooh. That is because brutal. then, I trust, no, no offense to you guys, I trust myself, my poker face, more than I trust your guys' poker face. It's because you've never seen okay. me play poker. Hey, we're having a poker night next, not this Saturday, next Saturday, brother. Heck yeah. Um, but we are, I think that's a very interesting way to do it because then it adds the suspense of, hey, you have no idea when you are going to die. I, as the DM, am the only one who knows. The other players don't know, so they have to make the decision, oh, am I going to waste my, I say waste, like waste my turn getting up the player even though obviously it's not a waste getting up the player or am i going to not worry about them because technically you have two uh you have at, at minimum two saving throws you can do until you die because if you roll a, a natural one and then a anything a nine or below you're dead but you have anywhere between two and uh five rolls and you can play that that gambling game where oh, i'm going to wait to get up the dead person and finish the combat but then they don't know what's going on instead of rolling right in front of everyone or showing off your face or anything like that yeah that's that's always been my major issue with death saves is you everybody's just like oh we've got this much time we don't have to worry about it yet yeah like your character shouldn't know that why should you Ooh. Does anyone have any uh, house rules for death? Just like in general. 
Uh, there's one from Critical Role I really like that we haven't been able to implement, but I want to. But I want to ask you guys, is there any, like, resurrection or death rules that you guys have uh, or seen in your guys' games? Oh, man, I can't fully remember this. I, I saw this on TikTok. Um, what, what, this is, like, a really interesting thing. I'm probably going to butcher exactly what they did. But what they've done is, I believe they eliminated, like, Revivify, uh, True Resurrection, like, all those spells that allow you to bring people back. And what happens is that every single time that your character dies, uh, it's, oh, it's so weird. You get, like, a little token, and you kind of hold on to that token. And once you have, I think it's, like, three or four tokens, which means you've lost three or four player characters you put those tokens into a bag and you draw it out and then it's like a Norse uh, themed campaign and then Odin appears to the character that died from the token you drew and says hey you're not done you're needed back in the land of living and that character comes back and they pick back up as that character that's cool that's cool that is that's cool really cool I like I, that a lot I probably butchered it so I don't know if you're listening, whoever implemented that rule, but it's really dope. I'd be interested to try it. So basically, yeah, you're saying cool. whenever you have a character die, you get a token. Once you have three or however many number you set, you put it into a bag, and then you draw that out, and that character gets resurrected. Yes, that's okay. the much simpler explanation. There we go. Um, I like, because the problem I have with Revivify and all those, like Hunter was, like, is that the moment you get revivify, death does not matter. You go and find a diamond worth, what is it, 300 gold pieces? Uh, it's 500 gold 500, pieces, yes. and it's impossible. Is it, it, you guys have probably multiple. I don't have no, any we diamonds. Don't. We don't have guys, any diamonds. Okay, why haven't you gone shopping for diamonds yet? I'm in hell. Yeah, we're okay, broke. Well, you guys are dead. I'm talking to the other group. <laughs> Because we've been kicked because, out of every town? Yeah, we get kicked out of literally every town we've been in. That's because you guys go and rage bait everyone, okay? I didn't no. do anything! No. <laughs> but the opportunity you have in a lot of games to get a... Because I believe it's just diamonds. It doesn't specifically say one. But sometimes people do one. That's another house rule with a Revivify. But if you have diamonds worth up to 500 gold pieces... Every time you have combat and someone dies, death doesn't mean anything. So how Critical Role does it is that no matter what you do, if you use Raise Dead, Revivify, Resurrection, True Resurrection, you have to basically invite the soul back into the body because death is so natural and reviving someone is so unnatural that you have to invite the soul back to the body and you have to make a... Um, it's a what is it? Is it just a straight roll, or um, the wisdom, I, or it, I it's a straight it's, roll or the uh, wisdom? I believe it's whatever your spellcasting modifier is. But then it's like it's. I think it starts as like a DC ten, but then, then every, every additional die, time, yeah, it, it gets higher. Yeah. So they make it where there's still a chance that you could fail, oh, and you don't bring the person back. I just wanted to double check. It is 300 gold, not 500 gold. Oh, 300 gold. And is it diamond or diamonds? Um, I think it's just diamonds. one diamond. Oh, yeah, it's diamonds. diamonds. Oh, that's nothing. We could steal that. I mean, do it. 
I'll just get you kicked out of another city. <laughs> hey, well, let's talk about that secret backstory I haven't told you about yet. I actually have a pouch of like 8 million gold Yikes. worth of diamonds. Remember how I invented secret backstories for every single one of your characters? That wasn't Ooh. part of yours. Um, nice. Actually, while we're on the topic of uh, kind of using Revivify, I, I saw this clip like a long time ago of a player character died they were playing curse of strahd and one of their players died and they used revivify i think they rolled for it but then the dm took the character well the player that died like out of the room and they had a conversation i believe like just discussing would that character want to come back that sort of thing and he decided not to come back which was i thought was interesting but i, th I thought that was kind of cool that is really interesting i like that idea I think that's something else that Critical Role does with the, the one I was talking about is they ask, would your character come back Do they? after the role? I'm pretty they, sure that at least they have. They, they probably have. I just don't remember it. I think that's such a, a, a good way to do it as well, because um, like sometimes your character might not want to go through all that they're going through. They might have a loved one that's passed away and they want to go live with them or whatever. So forcing them to come back might really piss them off. Is there any I, other... Go ahead, Haley. I was just going to say, I just remembered this one that I read about. It was years ago that I read about this. It was about death saving throws, but the DM lets you sacrifice one of your saving throws. So you get an automatic fail to give someone in combat inspiration. Oh my. Ooh. Which is so scary, but I think a really cool role-play opportunity. Holy cow, yeah. We talk a lot about combat rules. Is there any non-combat house rules you guys like? The, uh, double... Where is it? Double HP roll. What's that? I started this, and I know Brayden recently implemented it in his campaign. When you level up, you as the player will roll your hit point dice and the DM will also roll. And without knowing the DM's roll, you get to pick what you rolled or what the DM rolls. I like it. I think it's fun. Just to add a little bit more suspense. And I've yeah. also made it that you guys, well, I've adapted it to my rules. It sucks when you roll a one on hit, hit points. So I've made it where you, you, can't roll a, a one as the player, but as the DM, I can roll a one, and if you take it, you only get one. Kind of to screw you over even more, so what can I say? I'm really great at that. Hey, Just for fair. funsies. Um, this one, I don't, know, I don't know if Brayden would ever implement this, but whoever does the uh, session recap at the beginning gets inspiration. I would love to do that because sometimes I forget. And I, I'm like, oh, hey, you know what? I'll have one of you guys do the recap. It's not because I'm feeling nice. It's because I forgot. My uh, old DM always made the most charismatic character retell it in, in character. Oh, so it was just one person the entire time. Unless someone else volunteered to do it, yeah. Okay, okay. 
I I really like that having a character do the recap because then it's like last time on this episode of such and such. I really like that. I think that's so fun. I'll do I that want... for inspiration. Um, I don't really do inspiration though. Yeah, I was that's about to fine. say that's your yeah, that's no. your home rule. I forget. That's honestly what it is. I think I've I given s- one person inspiration. I saw something when I was scrolling for this where the group can give a character inspiration. Ooh. Oh yeah. How, how does that work? Because I would just be giving everyone inspiration. The group has to agree that that person earned the inspiration. Is there a okay. limitation on this, or can I just? <laughs> this is exact. I read that one too. And I was like, I can't do that with my groups. And well, this my... is the reason why, Sam. <laughs> I my... eat a melon. Inspiration. My DM on Tuesdays only lets us have one inspiration dice at a time. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's that's fair. Well, you I think can't have rules. five or six like in Baldur's Gate. I think that that's the normal like... rules. Because I know on D&D Beyond, you can only click it once and you only yeah. have that inspiration. I think yeah. that is the normal rule. Well, I think she's meaning like one for the entire party. No. No. One per character. Oh, one per character. I've heard it, but it's just like whenever somebody has it, that person, that's the only inspiration that will be in-game until they use it. Then it's up for grabs again. Oh, That's scary. I don't like what? that. <laughs> How often do we get inspiration anyway? It's not like it would matter. <laughs> uh, on Monday, not at all. On my Tuesday group, I get it at least once a session. I've Crazy. thought, okay. Okay, I want to include inspiration because I want to motivate you guys to role play and all that. And if you do something cool, get something, get something for it. I just forget. So because right. it's habit not to do it. Or maybe it's just because you guys need to get better. Hey. Hey, I'm always in character. I'm not. <laughs> I try, but I don't. I'm not good. Okay, that's not true. I could be in character more. Everyone has something they can work on. Not Haley. Except She's for perfect. me. Yeah, Haley's perfect. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> wasn't going to say me at all, so. Oh, um, definitely not. What are some rules that we think are rules? But actually, are house rules? Like, think they're in the dean, the player's handbook, but they're actually only house rules. One that comes to mind is critical failures and critical successes on saving throws. Not saving throws. Ability, ability checks. checks. Yeah. You cannot critical succeed according to the rules on ability checks. That's stupid. That but is dumb. that's an womp, womp. Uno situation. Thanks for the game. We'll take it from here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, I never I won't say anything. Anyway, uh, but that's exactly it, is that everybody's like, every campaign I do is like, oh, you rolled a nat 20? That makes sense. Like, you rolled a nat 20, you get rewarded for that. Natural one, critical failure, you suffer for that. That's just how it goes. What are some other ones? I haven't read the player's handbook. I don't know enough to know what's real and what's not. So what are you going to do to change that? Uh, For a level up, I'll I'll, I'll do it. Oh, I love you for maybe three sessions. 
and maybe I'll three do it sessions. On stream one one of your Saturday streams. I'll just read the player's handbook cover to cover. <laughs> Dang. He'll get taken down so fast. Out loud to everyone. What, why would it be taken down? That's copyright. Isn't the player's handbook free? No. Online at least? No. no. It is not. It's Pathfinder what? one is. Nope. It's not. I mean, do I have some copies? Yes. But... You're going to want to cut that out. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, don't even. I think I deleted them. I'll cut it out. That's fine. What are they going to do? Sue me? Careful what you wish for. I hope so. Just kidding. Um, our home, our house rules good for the game. Absolutely. Like, I so. Overall. Sometimes. Sometimes. Explain sometimes. Uh, I, I didn't really get into many of my, my worst well my, my bad house rules but some of them really end up causing a little bit of conflict between characters like i saw one that the dm decided that uh they did xp leveling which i'm not a huge fan of but i'm not gonna say that's a bad thing uh but only the person that gets the killing blow gets xp Ew. Ugh. Ugh. that's gross i don't like which, that then your dm that does that take a shower <laughs> Dang, okay. Holy uh, crap. <laughs> but that just, I just feel like that causes way too much contention between players and you're just competing for the kill. Like, yeah, it's fun to get the kill, but like, if you're doing it just so, like, oh, I want the XP, I need the XP, and I feel like it will cause gaps in levels. And it just, it causes issues. Because your, your supports aren't going to get the kills. Yeah. As much. Yeah. Additionally, this one actually made me want to cry when I read it. Well, not actually cry, it just made me want to throw up. Uh, a DM ruled that every spell that is cast requires an attack roll to aim the spell. Isn't that what? Like, what? So you ever, you ever heard of a little spell called Toll the Dead, Brayden? What does that require? Why? The problem is, is why would that one need something to aim the spell? I don't... That's that's the thing. It's a horrible ruling. They're like, oh, this requires a saving throw for it to do something. Too bad. You have to roll an attack could, roll to see I if it hits them first. For, I could see it for like fireball, maybe. Make sure you get it like in the general area. But that's why you have saving throws. Yeah. Like, you're not a terrible wizard. Like, you're practiced at what you do. That's stupid. I don't know why that reminded me of another, I think, home rule that we've been using. I don't know. Um, Brayden, do you do misfires for firearms? I should, but I don't. Thank you. That's all. <laughs> misfires are mean. I think with your revolver, if you roll a one or a two, it misfires. I've never rolled Which a means one or a two. Exactly. I don't think you've ever rolled a one or two. I think that's something I would probably talk to like the player about and be like, hey, it's just gonna be a um honor what is it called? Honor, honor system. Honor system, yeah. Where if you roll one or two, be aware of that and put that off. I can't be the one in charge of that constantly because I'm already worrying about five thousand different things. Yeah. But no, misfires, I think they're important, but I also trust you, Sam, and I know and I'm pretty sure you haven't rolled a one or two with a revolver, so 
and even then I have a feature let, that lets me ignore them. I you've think just you, you've you, just you never asked. Action, right? Yeah. There's a lot of things that I want to be doing better when it comes to rules, but at the same time, I'm like, we're just there to have fun and tell a story, dude. Yeah. Is there a point where... Okay, so my... What am I trying to say? Is there a point where house rules take over the game and you're no longer playing D&D? Is that a problem or is that okay? I mean, as long as everyone's having fun, that's what it's all about. I would, similar to that, it's just, I would argue if the entire table is in consensus and that you've, everybody clearly understands the rule and they've all said, yes, I'm okay with this, let's do that, I think it's fine then. But if you've got people that are iffy on it, they don't understand it or they're against it, then it's just, it's not good for the table. Yeah, I there's just I know I've the few people I've listened to they're just like oh yeah I play D and D but I don't even use the D D twenties anymore I only use like D sixes or D twelves and I'm just like what what it's it's because so D and D uses the fifth edition system that Wizards of the Coast created for D and D which is the D twenty system Pathfinder uses a D six system there are different styles of role-playing games when it comes to that uh call of cthulhu uses a percentile uh system if you use roll a d100 yeah so there's a bunch of different ways to play and i feel like if i'm getting a group together to play D D, and then i changed the system in and of itself so people have to l- learn new rules it kind of ruins like i don't know i'm just there to play D. yeah yeah. I gotta I gotta be honest, if if I showed up to one of our sessions and you're like, Oh yeah, we're using Pathfinder rules today, I just I'd probably leave. <laughs> I I don't know I don't know Pathfinder. I don't know. I want I want to learn it. This thing's interesting, but I don't know what that is. It's another it's uh back it's in like twenty eleven or something like that. Uh Wizards of the Coast was just like, Hey, we're gonna F you guys over and uh do something with our open license policy and it was really bad. And then Pezo was like, hey, we're going to make Pathfinder. And they made Pathfinder, so Wizards of Coast spawned their direct competitor. Yeah, it's just, it's another version of TTRPG rules. So, yeah. Yeah, I would love to play some other ones. Um, any other comments about house rules um, that is important to talk about? Can I say that nat ones during combat do not always need to hit allies? Huh? Yeah, I think that's stupid. They automatically yeah. miss no matter what. They miss, yes, but like I- I've heard of horror stories where the DM was like, "Nope, that hit that hits this person, that hits this person," and it's just like, "No." Oh, you drop your weapon. I used to do that when I first started, and I was like, "No, you shouldn't be punished for that." Yeah, that one's that one's not as bad, but like. The fact that some people out there are like, oh, too bad. You're going to do a bunch of damage to your healer or your wizard that has like 5 HP. Too bad. Suck I will up, say buttercup. close combat. I guess they would just get cover. Never mind. Um, like I was, I was about to say, if it's close combat, like if you've stuck uh, your fighter and barbarian that pins someone in a corner and your ranger shooting at them with arrows, like it's hard to hit them. 
but then you would just do it where they get a plus two or plus five to their AC, the person you're trying to shoot. Unless you got a sharpshooter. Unless you have sharpshooter. Yeah, baby. Uh, anything else about house rules? I'll take that as a no. I think we're good, yeah. Yeah, I think we yeah. covered it. House rules. They're important to a game to make the game feel like it is your table. It is your Dungeons Dragons campaign. They can be very, very helpful when implemented, but if sometimes implemented wrong, they can ruin your game. Um, use house rules. We, I love house rules. I love the potion one. Um, I love not giving inspiration. It's, it's fun. Um, <laughs> can we get inspiration every time we pet a dog? Because I don't think we've ever even seen a dog. As I was say, yeah. I mean, you probably have in passing, but I haven't liked it. Like, oh, there's a dog that walked by you. Or yeah, hell. that's really rude of you. Hmm, I didn't ask. Anyway. <laughs> Ow. Wow. We have a camel. That is now part of an exotic petting zoo, okay? True. Can I have a pet tortoise? You would have, is that like... <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of messed up. As, as a... You are a... This is my tortoise? son! Uh, anyway. Uh, that's it for the episode. House rules, they're great, they're fun, blah, blah, blah. I already said that. Make sure... If you guys are not following the podcast already and you just joined and this is the first episode you listen to, that you go ahead and hit that follow button and rate us five stars on Spotify and five stars on Apple Podcast. On Apple Podcast, you can leave a little review. Make sure to leave a little review as well. If you've not checked out our social medias, we are currently introducing ourselves. Uh, this episode will be coming out... Um, in our third week of introducing people, so we would already have me, Brayden, and Haley would have already introduced herself. So whoever it will be that week, you'll can join in and see, get to know us as your host a little bit more. Uh, make sure as well that you go and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Beyond the Tavern Wall. And if you have any suggestions, comments, questions for episodes, email us at beyondthetavernwall@gmail.com. And as always, the best way to get this podcast out is by sharing this with your, your friends, your d groups, your family, whoever it may be. And so we want to, want to leave you with a little side quest. And today's side quest is Kendall. Kendall, what are we sending out our adventurers today? We are sharing the podcast with people who believe you should be able to stack Uno cards. So literally everyone. It's everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and if people. you don't take a shower people who believe you should stack uno cards thank you guys so much for coming out we appreciate you let's say our final goodbyes bye 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 everyone take a shower